You're listening to the Level 5 podcast, featuring wide-ranging conversations on the subjects that matter in business and management. Welcome to another episode of the Level 5 Strategy Lounge. My name is Claude Ricks, one of the managing partners of Level 5. Joining me today are three individuals who are going to be contributing to this conversation. Ephraim Leibovitz, a principal with Level 5, Garnet Toswell, a manager with Level 5, and Leslie Gallinger, CEO of Alexcon Energy and formerly CFO and Chief Strategy Officer of the Electric Safety Authority. Today's podcast is discussing strategy for regulators. We'd like to explore the complexity of what regulators in Canada are dealing with, the complexities of the changing environment, and how to help them build an engaging and sustaining strategy. That will be today's conversation. I look forward to hearing the discussion. So Leslie, we worked together uh, quite extensively at ESA while you were in your role as a Chief Strategy and Financial Officer. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience building your strategic plan? Happy to, Garnet. So we're at the end of a very successful 10-year run of our current strategy. That was grounded in a risk-based approach to regulating electrical safety for the benefit of the people of Ontario. The strategy had been very successful, but as you can well imagine, as you continue to reduce harms in the province and you get closer to zero fatalities and serious injuries from electrical incidents, the organization really needed to up its game in terms of how it was going to continue to be relevant and a force for public safety. We had previously used a very top-down approach to building strategy on the executive and the board. And we'd also understood that our organization was not always with us along for the journey. So we wanted to look for a different approach, both because the context as well as because what we wanted as an organization, we knew the organization needed to be with us on this journey. So Ephraim, can you tell me a little bit about the ask from ESA in terms of writing their strategic plan? Absolutely, Garnet. So working with Leslie and the team at ESA brought some interesting opportunities and some challenges. Uh, The first and foremost part of the answer was really making sure that the executive team and the board of ESA were on similar pages. As we started our work and investigated how we were going to approach developing the strategy with the ESA team as well as with the board, it became pretty apparent that the two groups, the board and the exec, were on slightly different pages. And what became obvious is that we needed to make sure that we grounded both senior groups, the governing group and the executive group, in the same place, and we were able to walk them together into developing the strategy. From there, we can go and develop the strategy itself throughout the organization, leveraging cross-functional teams and a variety of other tools, uh, and we ended up doing that downstream. At first, though, it was very clear that we needed to get on the same page. That was important, and what we ended up doing was working together and making sure that the executive and the board were working cohesively uh, in order to understand the facts of the situation at hand. We grounded all of our work in in a very common fact base that we developed on behalf of ESA and got the board and the executive team to absorb together agree on that fact base and leverage that fact base as the root of all strategy development uh, fundamentally moving forward. We wanted to make sure that we weren't developing any strategic decisions based on gut feels, either gut feels from the board or gut feels from the executive, we needed to be rooted in facts. Claude, can you tell me a little bit about the approach that was leveraged at ESA in the building of their strategic plan? Thanks, Garnet. We had a lot of fun in building this process and approach for ESA. 
As Ephraim just mentioned, first and foremost, we deal with facts. They have a very comprehensive fact base and a very clear understanding of the issues or concerns that were causing tension in the organization. We turned that into a great workshop, in fact, a very interactive workshop that I'm going to ask Leslie to speak to. And as a result of that workshop, we were able to garner permission to take the next step to articulate what this strategy might look like. Leslie, could you comment on the three or four key steps that you experienced in the process that we underwent to generate your strategy? Thanks, Claude. I'd be happy to. I wanted just to say up front that this was a very different experience for our organization. We worked together incredibly well and had uh, an end incredibly hard through this process but the outcome speaks for itself. So probably not in the correct order of your question, but the first highlighted experience was once we realized that the board and the executive were on different pages, it became quickly apparent that we needed to get ourselves on the same page. And we had a workshop where we surfaced those differences and worked through them to a common platform to move forward and write our narrative. The narrative was the next step. So that was the executive and some board intervention and interaction coming together to write the story and unblock again those activities and areas that we held inside and were not able to be articulated for the organization. This really allowed us to have clarity as to where the organization wanted to go with this strategy. The third thing I would highlight is how much involvement there was in the organization to move that alignment forward to create a permission for the strategic plan following this alignment session with the board. The board gave us that permission. The organization was then unleashed uh, to, to plan. And finally, the broad involvement of the organization made for an excellent plan. Everybody through the executive team, the senior leadership team, and right down to the subject matter experts had their fingerprints on the strategy, which gave us a huge collateral benefit in the form of change management. Very interesting. Thanks for contributing that, Leslie. Ephraim, do you want to provide a little bit of clarity or color around what the tools and processes that were used in this approach? Absolutely. And I know sometimes we use some of our jargon and our wording to, to explain things. So let me clarify a little bit uh, about how all of that went. Uh, to what Leslie laid out, um, in summation, it was a wonderful process that I think worked well for the team. I mentioned earlier about a fact base, um, and that fact base let us come together with both the executive team and the board in a very intense two-day workshop um, to, in order to present the, 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 the critical facts and then present them not just in terms of the details, but also leveraging a custom-built, um, so to speak, heat map of the organization, a model of, of ESA itself. Based on all the facts we gathered, we can then lay out the issues for the organization itself and, and literally map them with some pretty simple and easy to uh, build and easy to explain tools where quote unquote heat is in the organization for ESA. And that led everyone to suddenly have a collective head nodding, uh, obviously with some debate and discussion, but generally a collective head nodding on where the issues were for the organization. What that allowed us to do was move into some scenario planning. So we used some, some joint breakouts between the board and the executive um, to go over some scenarios based on the heat that we, we mapped together um, for ESA. That scenario planning led us to some great group conversation where, where we were able to say, based on these scenarios, what would we want to accomplish? What would we want ESA to look like? 
We were then able to take the output of those conversations and, and dial them up, the output of those scenarios. We always use a great analogy when we talk about this, and it's really the analogy of a mixing board. We could say we want to be all about scenario one, a little bit about scenario two, not really scenario three and a touch of scenario four or, or something like that, and kind of merge that together into one macro scenario that ended up being directionally where the board and the executive had aligned and where their collective heads again started nodding and saying, yeah, that, that's where we'd like to ESA to go. So we brought all of that together into where we wanted to go for ESA, and we asked the board specifically and the executive team, but really looking towards the board itself to say, is this directionally where you want ESA to go? We'd like your permission to, to take that forward, and we use the word permission uh, very specifically. We want permission from the board to go build what we call a narrative. And Leslie referred to that earlier, and a narrative really is a description of what we want to be like at the end of our strategic cycle. What do we want to look like? It's not all the details, um, and it's not the strategic plan itself. It's the what, the how, the strategic plan would come afterwards. So we gained the board's permission to go build the what, the narrative of what ESA would look like based on the combined scenario for the organization. We did that with a cross-functional team and actually a joint working group between board members and executive members. Representatives from both groups uh, were able to come together and bring perspectives from a governing perspective and from an executive management perspective and build up the what of ESA. Ephraim, I noticed you mentioned the word he when you were talking about the enterprise mapping process. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that means? Absolutely, Garnet. Uh, so when I say heat, I fundamentally, I fundamentally mean tension or friction. So we were able to look at the fact base that we developed and jointly agreed on and then map that and understand where the tension points or the friction points or the issues fundamentally are for ESA and take each of those points and put them on that map of the organization. We could then look at this and say, look, there's a lot of heat or tension or issues coming up in one or two or three particular areas for the organization. And as we go build and eventually um, create our, our narrative and our strategic plan, we need to look to address those points. As Ephraim just described heat, one of the interesting things is being able to put heat on a one page of the enterprise. And we realize the impact of letting the organization in totality see where the opportunities are or where heat is across the enterprise, as opposed to process maps or other vehicles that might not show the enormity of the opportunities or the issues. So Leslie, what happened next? How did you capitalize on this unblocking of your leadership team? Well, I just want to comment that our team also had challenges with the jargon at points uh, in our experience. It felt like we were walking through mud sometimes because we didn't really know where we were headed in this process. But we did have faith in the process. And as it turned out, the narratives, the team narratives, the writing step was one of the most impactful and enjoyable experience for the executive leadership team. So we had several one, one or two hour sessions where we were peppered with a lot of questions by level five. We just had to bring our brains to the meetings. We didn't have to do a lot of work ahead of time, and it felt like a very comfortable conversation. This allowed us to get out issues in a conversational way that had been buried within the executive team. Between the sessions, Level 5 did all of the heavy lifting. They validated our conversations into these answers, uh, answers to the questions. They piloted them back to us so that we could start to see that and develop as a true narrative. This was critical. Uh, I'll call it the unblocking stage. 
that occurred allowing the leadership to have meaningful conversations with each other. But the outcome of the document and the narrative sessions was this permission. Uh, not the how, but the what. We talked about where we see and where we were all aligned on where the organization needed to go. Uh, and the great part additionally was that a small set of our board were involved in these sessions. So they were and ended up being our biggest champions when the board came back together to have the discussion and have the narrative exposed to the entire board. It was at that point we were naturally able to gain full board support. Claude, I see you're nodding your head as we hear Leslie speaking. Do you want to share your thoughts? Garnet, thanks. We've been very excited with the reaction that our clients have given us on narratives. And what Leslie described is exactly what happens. When an executive and a board team try to create a strategic plan, the words strategy and plan are intimidating. There's a lot of baggage and a lot of, I really can't be open and honest. A narrative, we typically say, is a story. It is a conversation. And by asking a series of very innocuous but smart questions, we are able to weave a storyline that really describes the what that Leslie was characterizing. And we found that it really does, as Leslie mentioned, unlock the creativity and really helps the, the team describe the end game and in words and phrases that everyone understands. Leslie, now that you had permission, where did that take you on your strategic planning journey? This time it was different. It was an interesting step to go from narrative to strategic planning. Typically, as I described at the beginning, strategic planning had been directed uh, from the executive group towards the broader organization, as opposed to involving the entire organization from the ground up. It was more of a ta-da conversation with the organization. Here it is, look at what we've created. Uh, this time, the responsibility shifted from the executive team and the board to the next level of our senior management team and right down to the subject matter experts. Uh, the reason we were able to do that is because we had so clearly articulated in the narrative where the organization was going. Leslie, I think that was a great description of how it went. And, and just to build on it a little bit, one of the things that we purposely built into this process and what we certainly did with ESA was making a lot of alignment building throughout the process. So the narrative itself is an alignment tool. But then once the narrative is done, what we did and what we would typically do is look for permission. Now, I've used that word um, a couple of times, and it's not by accident. We, we literally look for head nodding and granting of permission because that helps create alignment to what we're trying to build in a strat strategy or in a strategic plan itself. Uh, and we want to gain buy-in to that and ownership of where we're going. And once we have that, we know we have our sandbox. We, we know where we're allowed to play and what we can build to. And then we can deploy some of our approaches and some of our unique um, processes to make that happen across the organization. Leslie, was there anything else that was unique about building the strategic plan? We used multiple cross-functional teams to represent the different objectives. This speaks to the change effort that we wanted to embed in the process, and it worked to our advantage incredibly. We had cross-functional teams on drafting with the help of level five. We had a capability plan, understanding what capabilities were needed both individually and for the organization as a whole to deliver on this strategy. We had a stakeholder team to help ensure we stayed true to the needs of our stakeholders' concerns in this draft plan. And we also had them check in with various stakeholder groups to make sure the alignment was clear with those teams. And lastly, there was an implementation team 
whose role was to provide the high-level framework of how we would implement this plan and gain buy-in from the leaders of the organization right through to the front line. One other item that was different was the notion of purposefully preparing time for our next plan. The T minus one year, we did this plan a year early to allow us to have what we called a T minus one year or a ramp up year. This was one of the major speaking points with the board at first. They said, why the heck are you doing this so early? But for us, given the nature of change embedded in this plan and the importance of getting the organization off the ground on the first day of the plan and not halfway through the first year of the plan, having our plan to 95% and having a clear year to prepare our organization from a capabilities perspective and from a structure perspective allowed us to hit the ground running on day one of the plan. Ephraim, anything you'd like to add on? Well, you know, I, I think the success that we had with the ESA team really can only come about when you, you have a champion like Leslie. Um, and in addition, her, her peer group that were so excited and engaged in the process, very open to committing to the process itself and the different steps that were involved and working with us to make that happen. And then also both having a, a board that was open to new ideas, new ways of working together and thinking through things, and a senior management team that really stepped up to the challenge with eyes wide open, open arms, and took it amongst themselves to build a really compelling plan that met their own expectations, but also the expectations of the board itself. So really kudos to everyone there. Wesley, as we're wrapping up here, any closing words of wisdom or parting thoughts? First, I'd like to thank and acknowledge the incredible support and work of my fellow exec executives and our CEO, who took a risk and believed in this process. Also, our board and all of the leaders at ESA. Without their incredible dedication and work and allowing us to take this long journey, we would not have had such a successful process and a solid plan. This process really was different for us. And it really opened my eyes to effective delivery of strategic planning in a heavily regulated environment. As you can well understand, there's not a lot of flexibility in what we do. However, we were able to make this journey very creative and unleash the energy of the organization. A thank you to the team at Level 5 for helping us get there. And of course, to all of my colleagues for the support. Leslie, on behalf of Level 5, Thank you for joining us in this podcast. This has been an exciting experience for us. We learned as much as you did and really enjoyed the success that your team has. So thanks for sharing that with us. Ephraim and Garnet, thanks for joining me in the lounge. And to all of you listening, stay tuned in our continuing series of podcasts with Strategy Lounge. Thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning into Strategy Lounge, the Level 5 podcast. To learn more about our work, please visit level5strategy.com.